up. The ushers will bring you one, our gift to you. I want to give you a copy of the Word of God. I want to encourage you every day, get in that book. Read that book. Learn that book. Amen. Know the Word. Know the Word. Know the Word. Look at your neighbor and say, get in the book. Amen. I'm mean, glad God's on your side. Well, two of you. Cool. All right. <laughs> you guys are with it. You, you need one more shot of caffeine or something. It's like that first one wore off about an hour ago. God's doing great things. He said he's doing great things. Amen. It's exciting to be serving Jesus. Amen. Got your Bible with you? Grab it. Let's stand up together one more time. Hold the Bible up in the air. Make a confession. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind and a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout it out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise. He's worthy. Amen. Amen. Ever been in a crisis? A lot of people have ended up facing incredible challenges and great obstacles in life. And uh, If you haven't yet, don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> it's on its way. You know, I think it's funny because a lot of times we, we act as if, uh, if, if, if our faith's really working and if God's really active, life's going to be easy. No, that's called heaven. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna face some stuff in life. Hello, somebody. Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. One of the promises that we have is that in this world there will be tribulation. Yeehaw! Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. How how could he say it? Be of good cheer. In this world you're gonna have trouble, but be happy. No joy, because we've overcome it. Right? If you are in Christ, you are an overcomer. You are a world overcomer. You got what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You've been called of God, equipped to God, infused by His Spirit to humiliate hell. So live like a winner. Amen. Let your neighbor say, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Amen. No, don't, be, don't be acting like, like you can't handle it. Don't, don't be acting like it's too much for you. You know, do not stand at the gas pump and whine about the prices. Man, it's still half price. I mean, you know what? Do, do you know the Word of God? Then you're blessed. Right? God knows the price of gas. It ain't shocking to Him. Don't, don't stand at the pump and whine and complain. You really want to have a good time. Pull up in the Hummer. Trust me, when I pull up in the Hummer, all eyes, all eyes, people are like, oh, my God, that poor man. And, and you, you pull up in the Hummer, and you get out, and you go, isn't this awesome? And people just, like rock, or cockroaches, they're gone, man. They just, they, they just they run. Be excited that God is coming through for you. Amen. I'm above, not beneath. Head only, not the tail. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed coming in. Blessed going out. I believe the Word of God, and it's going to manifest in my life. Amen? Don't be all messed up because you're having situations in life. Realize that's part of life. 
And I've been called more than an overcomer. Amen. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. Psalms 118 in the Amplified Bible says it twice. The Lord is on my side. Man, I can't be defeated. I said I can't be defeated. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Amen. So you got crisis. Well, so does everybody else. Let's handle it with wisdom. Let's do what God's Word says to do. If you don't know what to do, get in the book. Get in the book. Find out what to do. Because if you find out what to do, man, I'll tell you what. Every time you do what He said, He will produce what He promised. Every single time. When you do what He said, He will produce what He promised. Every single time. But you don't understand what I'm going through. I don't need to understand what you're going through. I need to understand what will get you through it. I, I, hear me. I, I'm not heartless. I'm not hard and, and, and don't care. Here's the fact. is I know that God is going to lead you through stuff that is going to be challenging. That's God. That's the nature of God. He's leading you into battles you can't possibly win. He's leading you into situations you couldn't possibly afford. He's leading you into problems you couldn't possibly solve. But He's going there with you. So He's, he's with you. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He's going to pick you up. He's going to infuse you with an inner strength. You're going to be like Paul who said, I'm ready for anything and equal to everything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. Man, it, hell's having a meeting right now about you trying to figure out how they're going to get you to separate from the Word of God. If, we can, if hell can just get you to not really believe the Word of God, don't apply it. Oh, read it every now and then, listen to it, and, and, and you know, say that you're into it. But don't really actively involve yourself in, in a Word directed by the Word and a life directed by the Spirit of God. If hell can keep you in that lifestyle, you know the average believer, The average believer, the, the, their foundation of biblical knowledge is Jesus wept. <laughs> Don't know much more than that, but I go to church. Well, that's great for this hour and a half. But there's a couple more moments in the day that you need something, right? Man, this is training for reigning. We're supposed to go out of here and live a victorious life. Can't hang out in here forever. Right? We're coming in here to be taught and to be, you know, to, to be educated. We're not coming in here to justify some nasty lifestyle. Right? We're people with a heart after God, and we believe in God, and we're going to be Bible people. Amen? Say amen. That's for the tape. Every now and then I need you to say something for the tape. All right. Let, let, let me give you the, the definition of the word crisis. I thought this was kind of interesting. It is a stage in a sequence of events at which the trend of all future events, whether for better or for worse, is determined. The stage in a sequence of events at which the trend of all future events, whether for better or for worse, is determined. It is a turning point, a condition of instability or danger leading to a decisive change or a dramatic upheaval in one's life. A dramatic upheaval in one's life. See, the same thing that can be used to hurt you, to put, throw your back out, that same weight, that same pressure can be used to strengthen you and make you stronger. 
it's not the weight, it's how you handle the weight that determines whether it's going to hurt you or whether it's going to help you. So what the enemy is intending for evil, God very easily can turn and use it for good. But it depends on how you look at it and how you deal with it. If you deal with it according to the Word of God, trust me, you're going to get strong. If you deal with it according to the Word, you're going to become broken. If you deal with it according to the Word of God, you're going to walk in victory. If you deal with it the way the world wants you to deal with it, you're going to become defeated. And you're going to fit in some crusty mold that the world wants to shape everybody into. And that's why the Word of God said, don't let this world conform you into its image. But you're going to have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can know what the perfect, acceptable will of God is. God's perfect plan for you is not to hurt you. It's to help you. God's plan is to lift you up, not to crush you down. God's plan is for you to have a good life, not just life, but an enjoyable life in abundance to the top till it overflows. God's got great life for you. Let's get in the Word of God and enjoy the good life. Come on, somebody. I said let's enjoy the good life. Everybody is in crisis. Everybody. I don't. I can't think of anybody who hasn't experienced crisis. I mean, except those who are under the age of four. You know, the first three and a half years of life, rocking. Right? And then you turn four and you start dealing with crisis. And I want my truck back. Right? You got crisis. If you don't have crisis, could it possibly be you have not reached the spiritual maturity level of a four-year-old? Just throwing that out there. Destiny has called you. Hell is hunting you. It's going to take the Word of God to protect you. It's going to take fellowship with God. We know Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. Amos 3, 3 says, How can two walk together except they be agreed? So to walk with God, you've got to get in agreement with God. To get in agreement with God, you've got to know what He said. Right? There are some things you must remember in a crisis. Okay? Some things you must remember in a crisis. The first one is this. If you're taking notes, please write this down. If you're not taking notes, please buy the CD. Get this. Wrap your brain around it. It'll, it'll help you. It'll, it'll make you stronger. What must I remember in a crisis? Remember this. Number one, you cannot remember anything you did not know in the first place. Okay? It's vital that you hear that because I hear people all the time that can't remember stuff that they've never heard. So you, you've, got, you've got to hear it first. And to the word hear does not mean listen. It means understand. Understand. You've got to understand. Hear and do, and it will be well with thee. That's Deuteronomy. And people say, well, that ain't working. Well, yeah, but you haven't understood it yet. He did not say listen to it. Have you ever noticed that when you say something to someone, you say one thing, but quite often they hear another thing? Ever happened to you? Have children. Okay, you say to your child, take out the garbage. He hears you say, play Xbox for four hours, go into the kitchen, make a huge sandwich, invite friends over, stay up late, watch three movies, and if you get around to it, drag the can to the front door. That's what he heard. But what you said, you, you, you know, other people say things to you. You hear all kinds of different things. They say, you look nice today, and you hear... This is the first time in your life you've been appropriate for public. <laughs> you know that's the truth. People say, have a nice day, and in your mind, don't tell me what to do. The Bible says, be careful 
how you hear. Be careful what you hear. Give care to what you hear. Make sure you hear, understand the Word of God. Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Faith cometh by understanding and understanding by the Word of God. You've got to develop your understanding of God's Word so you can be in agreement with God on that Word. If you don't really know what He said, it's pretty difficult to walk in agreement with Him on that which He has said. So you've got to understand what He said. Right? You, you, got, you know what? You're a believer. I know you got T-shirts and bumper stickers. Do you have any Bible? Right? There are way too many defeated believers running around town acting like carnal, worldly people and, and saying this is what it looks like to, to, to be you know, a child of God, and they are bad representations. We we gotta we we gotta lift the standard for ourselves. Man, I want to demonstrate to this community what victory looks like in the life of a believer. Right? We we want to make a difference in our city. We want people to know that when they see us coming, they're they're gonna see people who are on track with God, who know the word of God, and who are humiliating hell every single day. And every time the enemy raises his head, we just slap it down with the Word of God and keep on going. We have a purpose and a destiny, and we are passionately pursuing the plan of God in our life. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against us, we shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the children of the living God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. So why am I so freaked out every time I hear a weapon has been formed against me? Wrong mentality. Wrong understanding. See, I'm under the impression that that problem is the issue. No, that problem ain't the issue. My understanding of God's Word concerning that problem is the issue. So if i got an issue I don't know how to apply God's Word to, then I need to go back to the Word so that I can educate myself so that tomorrow I'll know something I didn't know today. So that when I get to tomorrow, knowing more than I did today, tomorrow I will do what I couldn't do yesterday. When I can do, you know what, when I know what I didn't know, I can do what I couldn't do. When I can do what I couldn't do, I can touch what I couldn't touch. I can accomplish what I couldn't accomplish. And pretty soon, the thing I once called impossible has been done for several days now. Right? That thing that used to be impossible for me. I've moved on to a new project. Why? Because I'm finished with that one. Why? Because I know something I didn't know. Oh, there have been days that you get knocked down. Well, great. Maybe you don't know something. Let's learn something so that tomorrow I, I look back and laugh at the devil. Ha-ha, <laughs> you thought you had me. Hello? I've got to get in the book. Look at your neighbor and say, get in the book. Look with me to Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to try to just read right through these, okay? I'm going to try. I've tried poor Brenda crazy. Okay. I probably won't be able to, but I'm going to try. I trust in the Lord. Everybody say trust. Jim mentioned it already. You know, there's a difference between believing and trusting. Oh, I believe in God. Yeah, but do you trust Him? Do you trust Him? Trust must be developed, and trust is only developed through relationship. Okay? If you don't have relationship, you ain't going to have no trust. You can hear what God has done for others, but until you've let God do for you, you're not sure he'll do it. 
So you've got to trust Him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways. In all thy ways. In all thy ways. Acknowledge Him. He will direct your path. He's trying to give you direction. But there's so many, there's so many portions of our way. We haven't acknowledged God that we don't have direction there. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. You know what's crazy is that we try, we, try to, we, we try to say we have a prayer life, but our prayer life is us telling God what He needs to do in our situation so that we get what we want. Do, do you understand the, 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 the wrong mentality that is? He's God. We're not. Right? He's directing paths. We're not. We're not telling God how to do it. See, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death or the separation. So, so we've we got to be more focused on the end than we are the way. And we've got to realize that God declares the end at the beginning. So if I talk to God, I don't know what the end is at the beginning of a thing. If I know the end at the beginning, I don't need to worry about the way. I need to focus on the end. If I focus on the end, He'll direct the way. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him. He'll direct thy path. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Oh, we struggle here because we're pretty sure we got it. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me and I will answer thee, show you great and mighty things which you know not. The Amplified Bible says, I'll show you hidden things, secret things, things fenced in, things you couldn't possibly know. God said, I'll uncover them to you. But we don't call God because we don't think that we need to know any more than what we already know. We are under the impression we already know everything. We're telling God how to fix our situation. Well, you're already not trusting God. Oh, hear me. If you're telling God how to fix your problem, then you don't trust God with your problem. You're trying to manipulate God to do what you want. He, he has become a vending machine. You put in the right, the right amount, pull the right lever, and you're going to get your little treat. That ain't God. Don't be wise in your own, heart, in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, honor God, respect God, and depart from evil. In other words, you trying to be God, that's evil. Get away from that and let God be God. Look at verse 8. It shall be health to thine evil, marrow to thy bones. In other words, it's good for you. If you just trust God, this is going to be good for you. This, this is going to be best for you. Marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. These, trust Him. Trust Him. Do what He said, even with your money. Come on, guys. Trust Him. And my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of His correction. For whom the Lord loveth, He correcteth, even as a father, the son, in whom He delighteth. God is going to correct you. Let me throw this thought out, that if you have not been corrected, if you've never known the correction of the Lord, shouldn't you question your sonship? Maybe you're not really born again. If God hasn't corrected you, because if God, if you are His child and He loves His children and He corrects the children He loves, then there's going to be correction. Well, why would God correct you? So you can be right. So you don't go through life living the wrong life. Right? Correction's not a bad thing. Correction's a good thing. I'd rather be corrected than go through life wrong. So don't be freaked out. He, 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 del he delights in you, so He's going to bring correction to you. 13, happy is the man. Everybody say, happy. 
Happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding. Wisdom and understanding are going to bring joy into your life. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof of gold. You think money would solve your problem. No, understanding will solve your problem. Come on, guys. In all of that getting, get understanding. Right? In all that, in everything that you get, you're getting houses, you're getting cars, you're getting boats, you're getting bank accounts, you're getting relationships. But in all you're getting, get understanding. We need to have understanding because happy is the man. Happy is the man that hath understanding, right? The guy that's got understanding has a joy that is undescribable, right? When stress should be taking you out, you've got that grin on your face saying, I know the end. I know the end. I read the book. Come on, guys. I got it together. Don't worry about it. Bring it on. It's going to be all right. This is just another test, another temptation, another trial. But we're good. We're going to make it. Why? Because I've read the end. Amen. I got joy. Look at your neighbor and say, I got so much joy. (laughs) Nehemiah 8. Nehemiah 8. Check this out. Verse 8. So they read from the book of the law. They're reading the book. They're reading the book. And they read from the book of the law of God distinctly, faithfully, amplifying, and giving the sense so that all the people understood the reading. People are reading. They're getting understanding. Look at verse 9. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest, and scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all of them, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard, all the, people wept when they heard the words of the law. Wouldn't that be a crazy day that when we open up the book and we're reading from the Word of God and we just begin to weep because of the revelation, the understanding is coming. They're not, they're not weeping because they're sad. They're weeping because joy has been produced by an understanding of the Word that they just read. Man, they, they are turned on to the book. And Ezra told them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. This day is holy to our God. Don't be grieved. Don't be depressed. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, get this. They're reading the book. As they read the book, they're getting understanding. As they get understanding, their joy is increasing. As their joy is increasing, their strength's beginning to manifest. Okay? So, so they got the Word, which produces understanding, which produces joy, which manifests in strength. The joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Keep going here for just a minute. So the Levites quieted the people, saying, Be still, this day's holy. Don't be grieved. Don't be sad. All the people went their way. They ate, they drank, they sent out portions, and they made great rejoicing, for they had understood the word that was declared to them. When you get understanding, you're going to be positioned for a moment of great rejoicing. Well, isn't my situation going to change? No, you are. Come on now. You are going to be changed from the inside out because of your level of understanding, which is producing incredible joy, which is manifesting in dynamic strength, which has the power to change everything. Amen? Why? Because I read the book. I read the book. A red book gives you wings. Right? Not red in color. Red because I read it. A red book gives me wings. It lifts me up. 
over the top of circumstances that have tried to suck me under. That which the enemy tried to use to beat me up, God used to lift me up to a new place. Now I'm on higher ground. He has made my feet like hind's feet and set me on my highest places. That means that he has made me like a deer, and now the mountain I used to struggle with, I'm running to the top of it. I have joy unspeakable filled with glory because I have an understanding that God is not only on my side, but He's working out there in front of me. He's coming up behind me. He's all the way around me. He looked in my future and He saw me. He looked in my past and He was there. And when I look in my present, oh my God, He's right here, right now on my side doing everything that needs to be done. Amen. John 15. You doing all right? John 15. If you abide in me and my word abides in you. Now, this word abide is really to take up residency. You are living the word. Okay? You are living the word. If there's something going on in your life and it ain't producing the promise of God, you're going back to the word and you're figuring out, okay, where have I missed it? It's not God missed it. It's not it ain't working. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, I tried faith and it didn't work. No, faith tried you and found you lacking. Okay? When you do what he said, he produces what he promised every single time. So if you abide in me, check this out. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask anything you want. And it will be done. You know, in the original, in the Greek context, this is so strong. It says if you ask, if you're living the word and the word is living in you, you can ask anything you desire. And you know why I can say that? Because if you're living in the Word and the Word's living in you, He's rearranging your desire. Because now it ain't, it's not my will, but thy will be done. So now you can ask anything because you know God's will and you're in agreement with God's will. And he, in the original it says, you can ask for something and if it doesn't exist, He will create it for you. Guys, oh my God, you're a salesman. You're, you're living the Word. The Word's living in you. What do you need? I need customers. Well, what if they don't exist? He'll create them for you. You're selling your house. You need a buyer. He'll create one for you. Lady in the church not too long ago, they, they were needing to make some changes in their, in their housing thing. And so they put their house on the market. Three days later, they, the house was sold. They were in their new home. Three days. Get in the Word. Live the Word. Let the Word live in you. You can ask anything you want. Boom, it's going to be done. Look at verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. Well, remember, his word is the seed. The sower sowed the seed, and the seed was the word of God. So the word of God is seed sown into the fertile heart, fertile soil of your heart, right? So we got the incorruptible seed being sown into the fertile soil of your heart, producing much fruit, which is glorifying God and proving that you are his disciple, right? There's a reason when God made man that he made the body out of the dirt because he's going to put seed in the dirt, and that dirt was going to produce fruit. His seed in your soil producing His fruit. Right? Look at verse 9. The Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. 
If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Do what I did, you're going to get the results that I've gotten. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. These things, what things? Well, they were words. The things that Jesus spoke was words. So we're back to the Word, right? Jesus speaking the Word. Jesus speaking the Word. All of a sudden, there's joy. Hello? He's speaking the Word. He gave words on the love of God, words on bearing fruit, and that Word is going to produce joy. Not any joy, but my joy. I, not, 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 not Henry joy, Jesus joy. Hello? Right? So you, you're about ready to get some Jesus joy up in your life. i got to tell you something. Jesus joy is better than Tom joy. And he said, my joy will remain in you, and your joy will be full. You ain't going to know the fullness of joy until you've got Jesus joy. Right? But to get Jesus joy, you've got to have Jesus' word. Right? But if you've been listening to Ethel, you get Ethel joy. Right? <laughs> you've been listening to Bitter Bart, you get Bitter Bart joy. Who are you listening to? What's the voice in your life? What's speaking into your life? What's developing your belief system? What is developing your faith? All faith is, is that which you know. Right? That which you know. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. You want God kind of faith? You've got to hear God's Word. You want Henry faith? You can listen to Henry Word. But if you want God faith, you better hear God's Word. You better understand God's Word. Now i got God's Word producing Jesus' joy. Hello? I said, I got God's word producing Jesus' joy, and my faith is on the increase because I'm hearing his word. I am in the word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. Since I'm in the word, my faith is on the increase. My understanding is being developed. My joy is on the increase, and manifestation of strength is beginning to operate in my life. Come on, somebody. Now I'm starting to live like a believer. Right? Now, now, now when, when, when trouble comes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried because... I got a word for this. I know something about this situation. I'm not going blind. right? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is lighting up the way so I know where to step. This is a landmine situation that I don't care because I got directions from the Holy Ghost. He's telling me where to go, where to step, what, what to believe, what to say, when to shut up, when to give, when to reap. He's giving me everything I need to lead me through this thing so I can demonstrate Satan's defeat. Right? I, I, I got to get up every day. I got to get up every day. And begin to declare the Word of God. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I shall say of the Lord, He is my rock, my refuge, my fortress, and Him shall I trust. He, oh, come on, somebody. I, I, I can take Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I shall condemn. I condemn it. I got authority in the name of Jesus. I can look at that thing and say, I condemn you. I re refuse to receive you. Get out of my life. Right? First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I cast all my care on you today, Lord. I'm casting all my care on all of it, all of it, not part of it, all of it. I'm giving this entire situation to you. You tell me what to do, and the result's going to be your problem. I will ascribe greatness to my king. The word ascribe means to blame, so I'm going to blame this entire thing on you. Hello? Or you can get up in the morning and stand and look in the mirror and say, Jesus wept.
What do you know about this? Hey, it is important to analyze what you know about your situation according to God's Word. Right? I got promises concerning my house, my children. Well, does it look like it? No. I got promises, so I'm going to hang on to the end. God declares the end at the beginning. What I, you know, do I see the end now? No, so we must not be finished yet. So we're just going to hang on here and speak God's Word and believe it until I see the end produced in, in, in this situation. I realize that the final outcome is better than my current condition, so I'm just going to get this weird smile on my face and say, I trust in Jesus. Oh, there are days that you get shook up and you get a little nervous. Well, that's the day you go back and you get back in the Word of God. You begin to pray. You say, okay, God, I'm going to build up my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hey, think about this. If the devil can keep you afraid of the Holy Spirit and out of the Word of God, what kind of victory do you really think you're going to have? There are only two ways to increase your faith, hear the Word of God and pray in the Holy Ghost. Well, that Holy Ghost thing's weird. Let me tell you what I think is weird. is having the opportunity for power and victory and saying, I'm afraid of that. Well, then get used to your junk. Right? You do not have the right to complain about that which you're willing to permit. So let's get happy now. Happy is the man. Happy, happy is the man. Ha- happy is the man who's living in that Word. Everybody say happy. You got to see this. It's cool. James chapter 1. We're almost done. James chapter 1. My brethren. That's kind of cool, ain't it? Hello, brethren. <laughs> Look down the aisle and say, hey, brethren. Hey, sistren. All right. Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Look at that. And again, surely that's not what he meant. Count it all joy when you fall into different temptations, trials, and tests. That don't seem right. What do you mean count it joy? Well, a temptation is anything that presses up hard against your flesh. That's a good thing. Because you want to know the areas of your flesh that need to be dealt with, and you want to celebrate the areas of your flesh that you have put under. Right? So the thing that used to cause you trouble, now you walk right by it. Count it joy that you are tempted there. I'm demonstrating victory. You know, make yourself some trophies. You know, you 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 know. And hear me today. I, I I'm not against. You know, I, I don't want to pick something that you, you know. And I grew up in in, in a religious uh, system. You know, in, in a. I've been in camp meetings where they pass around a chicken bucket. You know, and had a spit gum in there because gum was like of the devil. Those same people now sell it in their foyer. Right? They actually have a pastor of mints. So they've got it all going on. And that used to all be devil. But, but you know, it's not. But, but if you've been struggling with different habits in your life, and then you, then you, you want to demonstrate the enemy's defeat, you ought to take that, you know, pack of cigarettes that controlled your life for all those years and get it, you know, shrunk, wrapped in plastic, put it on a plaque, and say, look at what I killed. You know, so that temptation now is no longer a problem. So the temptation's good because I can celebrate my victory there. A test. A test. Why, why is everybody afraid of tests? Well, I, don't want, I don't want to be tested. A test is that which you go through just prior to a promotion. Right? You want to get out of the third grade, you've got to pass the third grade test. Right? 
So a test is not bad news. A test is good news. A test is the ability to prove that you have understanding of the information which you have received. Right? So God has given you. See, the Bible says, let no man say when he is tempted, he is tempted of God. But the Bible also says in Deuteronomy 13.3 that it's the Lord your God who is testing you, testing you, to see if you really love him with all your heart, with all your soul. God tests you. Why? So he can promote you. God wants to take you to a brand new level. You, you, you understand the foolishness of, of praying, God, increase, increase my borders. You know, here's, remember, what was it, the Jabez prayer? Remember that prayer book that went around? Everybody, everybody in the nation, God, increase my borders. And he's going, okay, people want some tests. Well, the only way to increase your borders is to get you to pass a test. Right? Can't give you more authority until you pass that test. Well, a trial. Well, we got to stay out of the trial. No, no, you want to go to the trial. Because the trial is, is when they take what you know and prove that it's within the boundaries of the law. Trial's a good thing when the judge says, okay, here's the verdict. Now, ain't nobody can go back and change that now. So you want the trial. Knowing this, that the trial, look at this, verse 3. Knowing this, know, what do you know about this? Knowing this, the trying of your faith. Your faith is going to go through the trial. You don't try faith to see if it works. Faith tries you. Knowing this, that your, the trying of your faith worketh patience. Everybody say, worketh patience. You know, my entire life I thought that that meant that when you were in a trial, that faith was going to produce patience. And that is not what it says. It says, faith worketh patience. So we started doing a little bit of study on the word worketh. What does that word mean? It means to employ. So faith employs patience. Faith puts patience on the job. Okay? Now, now here's the deal. Most of us, we end up in a test, a temptation, or a trial. First thing we do is fire patience. Hello? We walk in, hand out pink slips. Patience, you can go home now. I'm taking over. Hello? How do we get in so much trouble? By sending patience home. Know this. The trial of your faith employs patience. The word patience, you know what it means? To remain the same. So at the, at the beginning of a thing, the way you were acting and talking before trouble got there, if you can remain the same all the way to the end, look at verse 4. When patience has had her perfect work, you will be perfect. That means complete. Entire, wanting nothing, lacking. No, you'll be in a position that is absent from lack. Oh, God, is that good? If, when your faith is on trial, if you will keep patience on the job and remain the same till the trial's over, you'll have at the end of the trial that which you said you had by faith at the beginning of the trial. Only it won't only be by faith; it'll now be by sight. You won't be wanting what you were wanting at the beginning. At the beginning, you said by faith because you wanted it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What you wanted when you were operating by faith will you will cause you. Oh my God! You'll be at a place where you ain't wanting it now. Now you're showing it. Well, guys, what do you understand? What do you know about this financial problem comes? What do you? Well, what do you know? Well, I know I got seed in the ground. I know, I know what God's Word says about a seed. 
says that a seed is going to produce a harvest. So I know I got harvest coming. What do you know about this? I know I'm a tither. You know, I'm like Jim. You know, Todd was telling me the other day that his mother taught him when they were kids. What did you get, 25 cents, 30 cents? You got 30 cents every week? Every week? Every single week got 30 cents? So I'm going to start giving you 30 cents every week. Okay, he, he got 30 cents every week. And, and, and his mom taught him when, when they were just little kids, bring them three cents in. You've got to pay your tithe. And he's tithed his entire life. And right now, would you say you're blessed? Were there times that you didn't want to? Can I, can, I, can I confess? There are moments when I don't want to tithe. Usually Sundays, Saturday nights. <laughs> My wife. My wife, you know, you know, we, we live to give, we love to give. But sometimes it's funny, I watch my wife, and, and I'm adding up uh, the checks that she's writing out, and I'm going, that's more than tithing. And the, but the first thing, the first thing I'm tempted to do is say, why don't you bring that back down? You know, write that check for, you know, 23 and 93 cents. Why you always got to round up to 24? That's seven cents we could have had. There are times I don't want to, but I know this. I'm a tither. I know I've done what God said to do, so he's got to produce what he said he would promise, what he promised. Got to do it. I know this. What, what do you know about this? What do you know about it when something attacks your physical body? Well, I, what, what do you know? I know he sent his word, and he healed him. I, I know Proverbs 4, my son, attend unto my words and hearken unto my sayings, for their life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. I know Psalms 118, I will not die but live and declare the goodness of my king. What, what do you know? Jesus wept. Hello? What do you know when your world is shaken? Great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing shall cause them to fall to shame. Psalms 119, verse, or no, Psalms 100 and, what's the, what's the long one? 119? 119, about 131, somewhere in there. It's a huge verse. You know, great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I, I know that. I, I know that. What do you know? What do you know about your situation? What do you know about your crisis? Remember this. You can't remember anything you didn't know in the first place. So what's there should be a word behind thee saying, this is the way. Walk in it when you turn to the left or the right. How does God bring a word behind thee? That's a word from your past if one in your past would not be positive. We're going to go devil hunting. You better get some ammo. Right? Because clickety-click ain't going to do it. You know, in my mind, in my mind, it's like, it's like we're, we're in, the, in the army of the Lord, and we're in here, and we're getting all this training. And you're doing all these drills, and you're doing the push-ups, and you're doing the calisthenics, and you're going through all the motions. But then you kind of get tired, and you fall asleep on the day that they pass out ammo. You don't make it. So then you're thrust out into warfare, and you you got your helmet, and you got your gear, and you got your boots, and you even got your rifle. But you ain't got no ammo, so you just out there clickety-click, clickety-click, clickety-click. Wonder how come you always losing? Y'all better get your ammo on now. Right? What is it? It's that word. 
I said, is that word? Well, the doctor said you're going to die. Well, God's word says I'm going to live. The finance people say you're going under. Well, God says I'm going over. People say they don't like it. God says he loves me. Hello? Well, the weatherman says it's going to rain. God says I've got an umbrella. What do you know? What do you know? Do you know enough to remain the same from the beginning to the end? You know one thing it might be great to know? Is what he said the end was at the beginning. You better ask somebody. What what did God say? Hey, th- there are days I got I got to make a couple phone calls. I call my pastor. Hey, Rick, what did God say? What, 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 what did God say I was going to have at the end of the day? Because right now I'm in the middle of the day. <laughs> I've been presented with some stuff, and it, it don't seem to appear anything like what you said. What did God say? You better go somewhere. You better find something. You, you need to know that you know that you know. Because as you increase your understanding of the Word, the joy is going to come on. The joy is going to come on. As the joy comes on, your strength is going up. As your strength goes up, your victory level is going to increase. People are going to look at you and say, what is wrong with you? Uh, yesterday you were, you were all upset. Yeah, but I know something today I didn't know yesterday. I got I got another nugget. I got I got another nugget. I'm equipped. I got ammo today. Right? Come on. I got ammo today. Look at your neighbor and say, What do you know? Close your book. Close your book. Bow your head. Matter of fact, stand up with me. Just want you to bow your head. We're gonna pray. Before we leave this place, I want to ask you something. What do you know about your relationship with God? Is the the enemy constantly convincing you that you are out of relationship? 